0: Thank you for listening to this message from Five Stones Church and Pastor Ryan Smith. For more information about Five Stones Church, visit us online at fivestonesga.com. Good evening and welcome. Thank you for joining us tonight for Born to Roar. It's always a privilege and an honor to get together for our midweek right here at Five Stones Church. I trust you're having a great week and uh, look forward to what God has to share tonight. I want to take just a couple minutes and, and encourage you to do something for me tonight. Wherever you're watching us from, I want you, whether it's on YouTube or Facebook Live, I want you to take just a moment and tell us where you're watching from, just city or state, we love to see where where we're reaching, and it always is encouraging to our congregation right here that gathers that uh, we can see who we're reaching around the globe. So I want you to do that tonight. Just take a moment of time. Just type in there. Send it to us. Just let us know where you're watching from. We do appreciate it so very, very much. Also, to those of you that are giving financially, you know who you are. Some of you made commitments uh, after Sunday, after Tribe Sunday, you made some commitments to give toward our missions program. We're so delighted and thankful for that. May God bless you and your giving, and, and you can do that. Obviously, it's always on the screen for you to be able to give, and uh, the numbers and the connections are there. So make sure you continue to support the ministry. We certainly appreciate everyone that does their part. So we're getting ready to get into the Word tonight. I don't want to ask God's blessings upon tonight, ask Him to minister through the word. I've got a word that that has kind of been burning in my spirit. I'm going to be real honest and very transparent tonight. Uh, I've come to the conclusion that if I preach out of my weaknesses, I never run out of material. And uh, at about 3.33 this morning, uh, I found myself down in my office, and this message flowed out of that morning time. And, uh, and it was all about me. And so uh, I, I truly believe that when the Lord speaks to me about my attitude, my character, uh, obviously he's looking to speak to you as well. I've gleaned from it. I've grown from it. Uh, I've still got a lot of work to do. And uh, you'll see tonight when we get into this because I'm going to drill down on the foundations of frustration. And I believe tonight's word will help you. So let's pray, ask God's word to come alive in our spirit. So get your Bible, get your notebook ready. Let's get ready to get into the word, but let's ask his blessing together. Father, we thank you and praise you for the opportunity tonight to, to gather together, to dive into the depth of your word. We thank you for, for your spirit. We thank you for life and resurrection. We thank you for your peace that passes all of our understanding. We ask you tonight to move by your spirit, to release a word in season. I believe, God, for Rhema to be released even tonight through this time together. I believe that you are going to speak and bring answer solutions, even correction to our life. Lord, we welcome the corrective measure of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we invite you to correct us, to guide us, to give us clear path of navigation. So we ask tonight that you would give us precision of speech and clarity of thought, that you would release to us everything that will change and transform us, that we might be more like you and less like ourselves. So we ask your blessings upon our word. We thank you for those that are giving financially. We ask your blessings upon them continue to open up over them the windows of heaven and pour out blessings that they cannot contain. So we give you thanks and praise for this night, and we give you praise and honor. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Thank you for this opportunity. Now, let's get into the Word tonight. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to James' writing. That means you got to go all the way toward the back of the book, and I want you to find James chapter number one, James one, James one. I want to read just a couple verses of Scripture tonight tonight uh, to establish our thought, and like I said, I want to drill down on the foundation of frustration. Now, I will say this. We've all been blindsided at times with the emotion of frustration. If you're sitting there at home, and you're going to tell me you've never been frustrated, uh, I, I don't believe you. I'm just going to be honest, because all of us have been annoyed. All of us have been frustrated. Uh, I think it's universal for most of us. Most of us that in, in 2020 have had a, an avalanche of frustration come our way, and uh, this whole pandemic, and then you throw in this, uh, this political season, and the election that, that is transpiring, and and all the the waiting for, for the results and all these things creates tremendous amounts of frustration within our culture and within our society. And I have found that even for myself, that I have found myself frustrated, and it is altering how I perceive life. And uh, I want to spend a little time tonight because I'm concerned that many times we lose the big picture of living as we begin to deal with problems and things that that begin to affect our life. James chapter 1. James chapter one, let's go to verse number two, and I wanna read just a couple verses right here because I believe this is relevant for where we live. It's relevant for me. If If this word's for nobody, it's for me tonight, okay? Verse number two, James one, verse two. My brethren, listen to what he said. He said, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces Patience. Let patience have its perfect work. Now, notice what he said. He said, Let patience run its course. Let patience have its perfect work that you may be what? perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Listen to what James said. He said, if you will allow this patience to continue to work through you as you approach problems and obstacles because they're going to come, he said, if you will allow this thing to run its course as it's directed by the Spirit of God, that it will release a completed person, a person who lacks nothing. That should be our desire, that our life should reflect the true kingdom of God. Now listen to me. Obstacles problems that come into our life, those are uncontrollable. They're going to happen. Life is always introducing to us what we call various trials. Those are unchangeable. However, how I react to what's coming toward me, my trials, my obstacles, my problems, how I react to them, obviously according to Scripture, can can be controlled by my discipline. Notice what James said. He said, count it all joy when you're in troubles and obstacles and you're frustrated. Count it joy because the scripture says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces this kind of patience. And when patience does its perfect work, it will complete within you everything you need and you will lack nothing. Now, here's my thing. As I began at early in the morning, I found myself sitting in the presence of the Lord. And as I was sitting there, I began to think about what frustrates me and how easily, now this may be my story, your story may be different, but for me, how frustrated I become when things that I can't control are seemingly uh, operating without any restraint and I find myself, maybe it's just me, but I find myself frustrated by uncertainty. I find myself frustrated because I'm dealing with the insecurities of this present landscape. And so when I find myself frustrated, it prevents me from developing spiritual discipline. And so I really believe that the problem with most of us is we is what we have is a low tolerance for frustration. What does that mean? It means that we are easily uh, promoted by the circumstances to respond out of frustration. Frustration is a normal emotion. The problem is I should never be overwhelmed. I should never allow my present situation to overwhelm me or frustrate me into a response that is not biblical. Now, Now, most of us struggle relationally with people. You won't admit it, but the reality is if you've been married any length of time at all, you're going to have some relational confrontations. If you have children, can you hear me? If you have children, there are going to be periods in your life where, where there's going to be some, some conflict relationally. You're not going to see eye to eye relationally with everybody. There's going to be times where there's differing opinions, and, and it's not that they're wrong and you're right or you're right and they're wrong. Those differing opinions are always a part of the landscape of relationships. The problem I see, is when I allow the, the, the relationships that I'm in to begin to cause me to be unloving and ungodly, then I have a problem. Because when I can't manage my, my frustration and I become unloving or ungodly, then I'm not biblical. And so that's where I want to dive down into the foundation of frustration because we're all going to deal with it. It's how we respond to it because how you respond to frustration reveals the characteristics of your heart. So here's where we're going tonight and it's going to be painful for me because I'm going to be very transparent, very honest with you. I may not preach a lot. This may may be a teaching moment, but here's where I'm at. When I begin to dive in and drill into the foundation of why I find myself easily frustrated, I begin to discover something about myself. And what I begin to discover is I have a problem and and the problem that I have I will deny because it is the problem and the foundation of my frustration and it's called pride. Pride. You didn't hear what I said because you're trying to think about my problem. Let's think about this collectively because if you really look at the root of your frustration and my frustration, the root can be in our pride. You say, Pastor, I don't understand how pride can have anything to do with your frustration. Here's what I want you to see, what the Spirit of the Lord showed me. He said, when you want it your way all the time and somebody doesn't produce it the way you want it, you get frustrated. And I say, yes, I get frustrated because there's a better way. And the Lord says, it's your pride of superiority that frustrates you about somebody else. Now, I know there's nobody else that's watching me right now that has that problem, but some of us get frustrated with People's ineffectiveness because we see how it can be so much better. Here's what the Lord dealt with me about. He said, really, that is a pride because you are congratulating yourself for your superiority over a situation because you think you know the best way to do it. And the problem with that is, is I am not allowing what I'm going through circumstantially or relationally to fix what is prideful in my heart. Now, you you, you may disagree right here, but when, when I think about what easily overwhelms me with frustration, when I think about what truly frustrates me in relationship, most of the time my frustration is fueled by an expectation of how I would do it and how it should be done. Now, I know you may disagree, but for me, most of the time, my frustration is because of my elevated superiority through pride that says if you do it this way, this is the result. And I'm not willing to allow somebody else to discover their own uniqueness in producing something that that can produce great results. So I have to work on my pride. Now, here's the foundation of my problem as I deal with frustration. Yes, it's a pride issue, but it's a pride issue because I have an issue with my own self-centeredness. Listen to what I'm saying. My pride problem, let me just leverage it this way. Your pride problem and my pride problem is most often because we become so self-centered. Because when we become self-centered and we think it's all about us, we forget about somebody else's story. We forget about their experience. We forget about their investment. And so when my pride gets uncontrollable and I become self-centered and I think about how their actions are affecting me, then I become frustrated I become frustrated because their behavior or their standard or what they're producing, I'm allowing it to dictate my day. Now listen to me. That is so self-centered to think that somebody else's decision on how they do something should frustrate me to the point that I allow it to alter my entire day. How many times have you allowed your self-centeredness to to hijack you because of the the poor uh, uh, development or production or, or whatever they were supposed to be manifesting in your life? They're not doing it. See, Matthew 7 says, Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's Matthew 7, 12. So when you think about do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It releases to me a real revelation that my pride is based on my self-centeredness because I want things my way. Oh, you're not going to talk to me tonight. I can feel it right now. There's a kickback right there. Because my self-centeredness is I know the best way. I am the best way. I know the best way. I have the best agenda. I have the best thoughts. I have the best plans. And I'm self-centered because I feel like that if it's what I think is best, it will best benefit me. What James is teaching me is that I have to spend time in the midst of my problems to recognize some, some real issues in the inner chamber of my heart. Because here's what I've discovered. Frustrations are like God's gem. Jim, working out Jim, not J-I-M, G-Y-M. Jim, it's where God is going to carry me into the development of the muscles and the perseverance or the patience necessary to live in this world. So I have to be willing to go through frustrations in order to develop the muscle. See, here's what happens. When you're going through seasons and trials and troubles and life and relationships and stuff, it creates resistance. Listen to what I'm saying. It creates resistance. And so what resistance does is it truly develops strength. What you're going through right now, what has got on your last nerve, what has frustrated you, what has caused anxiety to you, what has caused insecurity to you, what has caused you to to feel this, this overwhelming prevention of progress in your life because of somebody else's behavior or lack thereof. What you have to understand is it's creating resistance to create strength. That's why James said that if you will allow patience to have its completed or perfect work, then you become perfect and you become complete. That's why James was saying, if you get the right perspective about this frustration, it will develop you like you should be developed. See, I remember, it was brought back to my remembrance early this morning, that there was a time Marsha and I were flying. We'd flew up to visit my family and, and we'd had a visit with them, and we were at the airport or got to the airport to fly home because we were going to make it back for Sunday morning gathering, and, and so we, we had an early flight getting back, and and I remember we got to the airport, and when we got to the airport, they had the airport all cordoned off. There were cop cars and SWAT cars, and there were all kinds of news media all around, and, and I remember we parked in a parking lot, and, and the whole airport was shut down. It was shut down, and, and so we began to look at our flight, and our flight was delayed. And How I many know if you've got a flight delay, that's frustrating, and, and you want to hurry up and get something done, but you're finding yourself having to be patient. And I can recall Marsha and I sitting there waiting for hour after hour after hour waiting for the airport to to take the, 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 the all clear over the airport so planes could begin to take off and leave. What we didn't understand was that on the airport grounds, there was an individual in a car threatening suicide. Here we were frustrated because our flight was delayed. Frustrated because we weren't going to be able to do as our itinerary had prepared for us to do. All the while on the same grounds there's an individual contemplating ending life because of hopelessness. And and I'm going to be honest with you. It was one of those moments after we discovered the full totality of the event and and the whole situation played out and we finally discovered all the the merits of why the airport was shut down, it really began to convict Marsha and I because what we discovered was we felt like our schedule was being interrupted. But we didn't realize the severity of the interruption was somebody who was considering and contemplating ending their life. In fact, they did. In fact, they chose to end their life. So what I'm saying to you tonight is sometimes frustrations in your life will perfect patience in you. It's like a a resistance plan where you have to go through it because it's imperative that you walk through life and relationships without being so easily frustrated. Now somebody's going to ask me, Pastor, how how do I handle my frustrations in life? Listen, this is what the Lord gave me. He said, you have to build margins into your day. Listen to what I'm saying. You have to build margins into your day. If you're supposed to be to work at at 9 a.m then you you have to plan properly in order to leave and be there on time. The problem is we don't build enough margins into our life because we're running at such a, a rapid pace that we never allow ourselves opportunities for God's unexpected events. Listen to what I'm saying. Because what happens to us is is we don't view life as God having a sovereign plan for it. We're trying to be as efficient and as effective to live life today to pack in as much as we can pack in so that we can accomplish something for whatever, whether it's the career or for the ministry. We're just pack, 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 pack our schedule. And we never allow time for God to release the unexpected. Because here's the thing, if you will build some margins into your day, say you're supposed to be at work at 9 a.m., if you'll plan a little better, then you can get to work 15 minutes early, because 15 minutes early may allow God to send some unexpected people into your life in order to add encouragement to you, or for you to release encouragement. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's important to build some margins into your life, because I think, we're living at a place right now we are so busy that we're allowing as the song of Solomon says in chapter 2 verse 15 he says we allow the little foxes to spoil the vineyard it's the little things that frustrate you listen to the pastor it's the little things that frustrate you it's the little vines that spoil the little foxes that spoil the vine it's the little things in life that get you agitated and get you frustrated and get you outside of the characteristics of kingdom living listen to me you You respond so many times out of what you view as an interruption when it's really God trying to introduce something to you. But because we're so frustrated in this this fast-paced life that we're living, that we're really missing the interventions of God that are coming into our life because we don't build enough margins into our day for some opportunities. Most of us get frustrated because we view someone as an interruption of our day instead of an opportunity of our day. Somebody ought to make a note right there. Not everything in your life is an interruption. I'm not saying the enemy doesn't bring interruptions because he does. But I am saying to you, not everybody's an interruption. Some of them have been assigned to you to bring inspiration to you, to bring a word to you. And if you don't build any margins into your life to allow time for them, you're frustrated by their presence instead of refreshed by their presence. Come on, somebody, you got to hear me tonight. Because it's important you understand how to walk through the, what you view as frustrations. Because here's what happens. This is going to get tough. Okay? This is going to get tough. Because what happens to us is if I don't monitor me and I don't monitor my life and I don't take control over my day, then what happens is I'm easily sidetracked by something that that I view as a frustration to my progression or to my development. So when I build margins into my life, I'm building an opportunity for the calm of my life to be contagious. Did you hear what I said? Because when you allow margins in your life, you got some space, you got some time. See, one of the things in ministry, Marsha... Uh, and I discuss this because a lot of times in the morning she'll say, well, what's on your itinerary today? What's on your schedule today? What do you have planned today? And I, and I can look at my phone and I say, well, I've got this at 10 a.m. And I've got this at 11 a.m. And I've got this and I've got that. But I always know that in my day, there's a phone call coming that's not on my itinerary. There's a visit coming to the office that may not be on my itinerary. And, and rather than viewing that as a frustration, if I can build some margin into my life, allowing me to have some space, then I'll have some calmness when I am dealing with somebody else's situation. Does that make sense to you? Now, because here's what happens. If I don't build margins into my life, then my heart will be revealed by my actions. See, here's the thing people don't deal with, and and I've got to deal with it, because to me, the Lord dealt with me about it, and I've got to correct it for me. So if I've got to correct it, it's only fitting maybe you need to correct it too. Because there are times in my life where I don't monitor me very well, And I allow my mannerisms, my body language to carry itself that that really reveals my heart. Because most of us have seen somebody roll their eyes. We've seen somebody fold their arms. We've seen somebody's posture be uh, uh, indicative of the frustrations that they're dealing with. Or we hear the pitch and the tone. And we begin to, to see how life has, has caused great frustration to them. And though they don't realize it, their mannerisms are now portraying to others the true frustration of their life. Somebody say, well, that's, 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 that's not even important, Pastor. My, my mannerisms have nothing to do with it. It has everything to do with it because it reveals your heart. Did you hear what I said? It reveals your heart. When you roll your eyes, you say, well, I just, it's just nothing. I'm just agitated. Yeah, but it reveals your heart. What you're saying to me is, is I'm an agitation to you. I'm an interruption to you. I'm a frustration to you. See, your body is, is a picture of your heart. And if your heart is not living the fruit of the Spirit, then your mannerisms will be indicative of your frustration. Which means I'm not allowing, as James said, I'm not allowing this thing to produce in me a completeness. Because the world doesn't need to see I'm frustrated. They need to see I'm satisfied by the peace of God. That's why the Bible says in Colossians, let the peace of God rule your heart. What peace? The peace of Jesus Christ has to rule my heart, which means if he's ruling my heart, he should rule my mannerisms. Oh, you don't want to talk to me. Bible said be slow to speak. Be slow to speak. Bible tells me that when I began to read in James, he says, listen, you got to be slow to speech and quick to hear, slow to anger. For anger does not produce Christ-like righteousness. Do you understand that the adversary wants you so frustrated by things, situations, relationships, things that you're not even assigned to correct? Because if he can get you frustrated, he knows he can begin to foster anger within you. I'm going to say something right now that the Lord dealt with me. And and I know you say, well, Pastor, he dealt with you. He didn't deal with us. Here's what I've discovered. If he's dealing with me, he's probably trying to talk to you. Because my responsibility is to communicate as he's speaking to me. And the Lord was very honest with me this morning about my frustration. Because I'm easily agitated and frustrated. I get easily agitated and frustrated relationships and situations and trials. And I forget that God is trying to work all those things to strengthen and develop me as a man of God. And you say, well, Pastor, that's, that's way too transparent. If most of us were honest tonight, and I'm talking about being honest, if you were honest tonight, you'd say, you know what? I know I get frustrated because, truthfully, I have a root problem of pride and that I become very self-centered in my life. And I don't even consider somebody else's story. See, the Lord was very matter-of-fact with me, and most of you know this. I, I talk about it often. I get frustrated in traffic. You know, I just, I just get frustrated, and I find myself so many times trans. Lading my frustration, not with a horn, but just verbally in the car to myself. I'm like, I can't believe they're driving like that. Who taught them how to drive? You do the same thing, so don't judge me. But I'm just saying. And, and I, will, I will be driving down the road and, and, and almost miss my exit and have to cut off quickly. And, and, and I think, well, that's grace. Thank you. I cut off. But if somebody cuts me off, I don't give them grace. And I get easily agitated and frustrated. And it begins to reveal the, the real characteristics of my heart. Here's what the Lord dealt with me about. And it's not pretty, but I've got to deal with it. And the Lord dealt with me and he said, a lot of your frustration is because you still have issues forgiving humanity. I said, Lord, I forgive people. Because we can all quote it. We can quote Matthew 6. The scripture says that that if we will forgive those who trespass against us, then our heavenly father will forgive us. And I'm like, Lord, I'm always forgiving. But maybe I'm not. Maybe some of my frustration right now in life is because I've not really dealt with the root of bitterness about forgiveness because most of our relationships in life have been severed by hardships or pains or slander or attack or lies some of you've been through divorce some of you've been through uh, a real trauma in your relationships you've been abandoned you've been you've been left out and and i really believe this many of our frustrations in life as it relates to relationships still can be triggered by a root of bitterness through unforgiveness so i began this morning going through my mind lord who have i not forgiven and i found myself and i don't know this may be way too uncomfortable But I I found myself saying, Lord, forgive, and I'd fill in the blank the name. Lord, I forgive, and I'd fill in the blank. Lord, I forgive, and I'd fill in the blank. And I found myself saying this, and maybe you need to do the same. Lord, I choose to release the debt that I think they owe me. I choose to release the debt that I believe they owe me. I choose to cancel that debt in Jesus Christ. I found myself this morning sitting at my desk and say, Lord, heal me, heal me, heal my heart because I know my heart has been hurt and I've been wounded internally and I don't believe that all of that has been healed properly because I'm too easily agitated and frustrated by people. You say, but pastor, I've forgiven them all. Have you? I can't judge you. I just have to judge me. And for me, I've said, Lord, heal me but I've also said this this morning. Lord, I want you to pull up the root of any bitterness in my life. I don't want to carry it. I don't want to harbor it. I don't want to filter it. I want to live unfiltered love. I want to live transparent. I don't want my life to be easily agitated by the things I can't control or the people that I think are out of control. Lord, I don't want to live frustrated. I want patience to work through my life, and I don't want any pride in my life. I don't want any uh, self-seekingness or superiority in my life. Lord, I want margins in my life. I want areas in my life where I'm dealing with me. I don't want to demonstrate anything other than kingdom life. Boy, that's a lot to ask, isn't it? Because I'm going to be honest with you, that's probably one of the most difficult perspectives For all of us as children of God. And that is reacting to life in a biblical, godly way. Because it's just not acceptable. It's not biblically acceptable to be unloving and ungodly, it's not biblically acceptable to be unforgiving. It's not biblically acceptable to have an unloving nature because you're frustrated with people. I understand we're living under a different... Canopy right now in the United States and around the globe as we're dealing with pandemic and we're dealing with mental health issues and we're dealing with people and disappointments and frustrations, and many are still dealing with all these things and they're agitated and they're frustrated with life. James said, Count it all joy. I said, God, how can this be joyful? I'm preaching this gospel tonight because at 3.33 in the morning, the Lord started opening up my heart and showing me things about me that I didn't like. Because I'm easily annoyed, irritable by the events of life. Things that I think I could control better. Boy, I'm not getting many amens right there at home. I can feel it. You're like, boy, pastor, that's your problem, not mine. James said, my brethren. This morning it felt like he was speaking to me, but tonight it's my brethren, my sisters. Count it all joy when you deal with various trials and obstacles and uncontrollable events, knowing that this testing of your faith will produce patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete and lacking nothing. I got a lot of work to do. I've got a lot of work to do as it relates to maturing and developing and growing and not being so easily agitated, frustrated, I can be frustrated with you. I can be frustrated with me. I can be frustrated with my spouse. I can be frustrated with a lot of things. I've got to learn the lesson of of dealing with the root of my frustration, which is often pride, which is often me just being self-centered. Just me thinking I know what's best. It's amazing to me how many people think they know what's best, but they've never lived it. I'm always quiet. You've got to let this be like God's exercise program to develop your maturity and grow in it because even the smallest little reaction of frustration identifies a lack of the fruit of the Spirit. See, when this whole pandemic began, one of the things that, that Marcia and I began to discuss early on was we began to talk about. The fruit of the Spirit. Because we weren't using kind words to each other. We were agitated with each other. And, you know, we were quarantined. And how many know when you spend 70 days together, when you're not interacting with anybody else, it's easy to be agitated. And we worked on it. And I thought I was doing better. And apparently the Holy Spirit said, no, you ain't got that figured out yet. I believe there's some people tonight that tuned in. Just for the, for the time because God wants to let you understand the frustration you're dealing with. He's really trying to develop something in you. I'm closing right now, but I hope and pray that you tuned in tonight and you can relate to this. You say, Pastor, is it normal to be frustrated? It's universal to be frustrated. But you've got to be able to manage it and not allow it to sidetrack your entire day. Some of you have been living in the loop of frustration for so long because everything is a frustration. You know, the old adage is you're taking one step forward and two steps back. Another adage I I was reminded of was, was this. It's like hitting your head against a brick wall. There's not really any progression or development. Allow the Spirit of God tonight to look at the issues of pride and and self-centeredness. Allow the Spirit of God to to look into the inner chamber of your heart. Is there unforgiveness there? Are you you allowing your mannerisms to, to reveal the true nature of your heart? See, my children, God blessed us with two sons and they can tell you by the mannerism of my face whether I'm angry or frustrated. Many of you have been around this ministry for any length of time at all. You you you've learned to read my, my face. You can't disguise it. But it really reveals the condition of your heart. I've got a lot of improvement to do. I trust you're gonna pray for me as I pray for you tonight as I close. Don't live frustrated. Allow what you're dealing with to produce strength within you. Let the resistance you're dealing with produce strength in you so that patience, listen to the word, patience can have its perfect work. Someone says, well, I don't like patience. I lack patience. You lack patience probably because of pride. Pride or you're self-centered, or you're not building margins in your life, you can begin to break all these down and begin to evaluate where you're allowing frustration in your life. I believe this. I believe I probably will have to work on this the rest of my life. But if I can develop spiritual perspective and how I view life and how I view relationships, I believe I can be a true picture of this kingdom. I'm gonna ask you to do something for me tonight. I'm gonna ask you to pray for me as I pray for you because I believe many of us, we just come out of this election yesterday and we're dealing with all that uncertainty and where the nation's going to go and there are people on both sides of the aisle that are frustrated. Why are they frustrated? Because they believe they know what's best. Listen to me tonight. I refuse to be frustrated when I serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who is my alpha, my omega, my beginning, my end, my first and my last. I refuse to lose my peace over an election. I refuse to lose the the tranquility of spirit-filled living just because of the uncertainties in the landscape of a nation. I refuse to be frustrated tonight because I know all things work together for the good. And I believe God's got a plan in the earth and that the church is going to rise up out of this ash heap of uncertainty. Out of the ash heap of frustration, the church is going to rise up. Won't you partner with me? Let's grow up. Let's grow in maturity. Let's let patience have its perfect work. I hope this word blessed you. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you and praise you for the word tonight. As searching as it is, as deep-rooted as it is into the behavior of my life, I thank you and praise you for its its real touch in my behavior pattern. I believe you're trying to correct me and you're carrying me into the gym of exercise as you're trying to develop greater patience in my life. I pray tonight, God, for men and women, boys and girls that are watching me right now. Lord, they're dealing with, with real landmines of emotional frustration and they're easily annoyed. I believe tonight by your spirit, you're going to help carry them through an opening up of the true transparency of their heart. Lord, you're gonna walk us through pride issues. Lord, you're gonna walk us through self-centered issues. Lord, you're gonna walk us through the, the, even the most smallest of reactions and mannerisms that are not truly kingdom like you're going to deal with the inner chamber of my heart because I believe out of my heart my body behaves and I believe my heart is really the issue of my frustration and in my heart I don't want any unforgiveness in my heart I don't want to hold anybody a, a, to a charge or, or to an account Lord I don't want to root a bitterness in my heart tonight and I am honest before you Lord I want to build some margins of peace and calmness into my day that I might be a blessing to others and I believe there are others right now in agreement with me asking you to do the same thing so I pray God that you would move on us that patience would have its perfect lodging place in each and every one of our heart may the peace of your kingdom transcend all of our understanding and give us an overwhelming assurance that you are moving and ministering for your glory and honor I pray your blessings over those that are joining us tonight May you continue to minister to them and bless them. In Jesus' name we pray amen. Thank you for being with me tonight. I do appreciate it. Listen, if you're in this area, you're in the metropolitan Atlanta area, will you be my guest? I'd love to see you Sunday morning, 11 a.m. We'll have live praise and worship. I'll be in the pulpit again Sunday preaching the gospel. We'd love to have you come and join us right here at Five Stones Church. Until I see you again, whether it's here in this auditorium or online, may God bless you because our best days are ahead. Thank you for listening to this message from Five Stones Church. For more information, current events, and the latest news, connect with us online at fivestonesga.com or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Five GA. We would love for you to be a part of a service here live. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. right here at 1358 Sixes Road in Canton, Georgia. Thank you again for partnering with us as we empower people and invade the culture.